All right. Welcome to the tea. How you doing, tea? I'm good. Uh, my name is T-Rex. I'm here with my co-host. Hi, it's Lucky Stiff. How are you all? It's a beautiful, uh, I believe it's almost the first day of fall. Mm-hmm. It's Tomorrow, really nice. allegedly. It's very pleasant. Um, and we are here with uh, two fabulous special guests. Uh, all the way from New York City, Miss the legendary Miss Sherry Vine. Hi. <laughs> Oh, she's so feminine and light. Well, I'm a lady now. <laughs> yes. <coughs> I've got a beard, but yeah. Hi. It's okay, it's radio. <laughs> I love it. Uh, and we are also here with the fabulous Discord Adams. Hi, everybody. It's me. It's me. I'm on Tina. <laughs> <laughs> All right, should we jump right in? Why not, should I? Yeah, yeah. do the honors for us. All right, our first question. This is going to be, you know, T's wheelhouse. Who, <laughs> who are your favorite up-and-coming Chicago drag performers? Detox. Ooh. Yay! <laughs> yeah, she's okay. She's up and she already came. <laughs> she's, um... How do we define, uh, uh, like, up and coming? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, is it someone that's not, like, traveling? Is it someone that's not commercial? Because I feel like in Chicago, everyone's working. Even if you mm -hmm. just started drag 20 minutes ago, like, you're already like, catch me at the gigs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, it's a friendly town for that. Well, we, we have a guest here, so I feel like I want to... Let's kind of, do it. Yeah, what do you think about, like, in New York? Is there anyone that we need to, like, follow in New York? Yeah, it's kind of the same thing. I feel like these queens literally now just are like multiply like. Like you see them at the wig store buying their first wig, <laughs> and that night they're like, "Oh, I'm at my fourth gig tonight." Yeah. They're like, Holy Who the fuck! I know, exactly. I mean, not. I don't want to say that they're comparing them to rats. I'm just saying like there's this ex <laughs> this explosion of there's a litter, a new litter of drag queens every time I turn my head, and like I love hair, it. I love it. Oh, totally. <laughs> and they're like Brooklyn queens, and it's the people I've never heard of, and it's them. They're like they're working every single night of the week. Yeah. But I'm really, there's this group of queens, and I would don't even know if I would call them up and coming, but I guess the New York stands maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, like Rafi Royalty, Royalty. Riffy Royalty oh, yeah. and that whole crew, like I did something with them a couple months ago, and I can't remember everybody's name, I'm so bad, but there's a whole group where I was like, they're sickening gorgeous, mm -hmm. and they all have like their own like style Hannah and look Quist. and actually we're talented and really fun and I just worked with this queen the other night called e named Egypt Ooh. and she was great she's from Egypt. the Dominican Republic her name is wow. Egypt she's gorgeous and fun that's love a cool that. name yeah love that and she's white I'm assuming I'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> well I already made fun of her because I'm like you're Name is Egypt, but you're from the Dominican. That's I don't know if you've heard of cultural appropriation. <laughs> I was totally kidding. <laughs> um, let's see. Who do who do you think is up and coming that we need to tell people about? I really am obsessed with Delicate Doll. Yes, mm -hmm. the Vixen's drag daughter yeah, who's only fabulous. lived here maybe six months from I don't know where she moved from. Every time I see her, I just stare at her eyeshadow. It's it's gorgeous. So she's very pretty. She's as tall as me, which makes me angry. <laughs> she's prettier than me, which makes her a fucking bitch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who else? Oh, Denali has been doing drag yeah. about four months yep. and is already four months. Yeah. Yes. She yeah. won a She's been ice skating her whole life. She's been she's been a figure skater her whole life. She started doing these uh, dance classes at Berlin uh, that I, I'm trying to learn to dance. So mm -hmm. I was like, Denali, we have to do this thing. Three dance classes. You can't tell me I'm not, you know, on Dancing with the Stars, sweetie. Yeah, you're walking, you're walking <laughs> down. Bitch. Oh, you can't tell I'm me. Oh, bitch, it dancing. looks like La La Land when I'm walking down the, the store, street. sweetie. Oh, um, I need to take a dance class. All I know how to do is stomp. Stop. <laughs> have to take the yeah. dance class. She's so she's so good. But anyways, she uh, came out of the gate and then she's just fucking running. There's these. Um, there's this also porn stars becoming drag queens That's trend, yes. which is fascinating like to that. me. Like, <laughs> like, I'm really good friends with Levi Carter and Liam Riley, both oh, from please. Cocky Boys, yeah. and because they've done like been in my videos and stuff. Yeah, and they're so sweet and they're just adorable. I mean, they're like you know kids to me, and they're adorable. But now they're that's both like doing drag. So oh yeah. God! And I'm like, oh, what is this with like uh, porn, these seems porn like stars you being be doing drag? It makes sense to me. Totally. Oh, she's structure. just like gunning yeah. for drag races. I said that totally. porn stars and go-go boys and drag queens are so similar. Mm -hmm. They have so much in common. They're just in like two different industries, but they have so much in common. Like they're creatures of vanity, working for a quick paycheck, right. <laughs> selling but, fantasy. But like they're the difference fantasy. was like before there was definitely a divide. I mean, yes, we were like they're always been like really good friends. The drags and the porn stars always been like 
together. Yeah. But there was definitely like the Go Go Boys are like we're guys. Yeah. <laughs> and da da da. And and now it's just becoming so much more yeah. meshed. I and it's that. also in the age where everything's on social media and it's easier. I, I feel like porn stars back in the day probably had, it was like harder to get to them. And now I feel like everything feels more accessible. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Yeah, I kind of love it. Oh, yeah. Levi was at my show actually on Wednesday and dragged Sassy Frass. I'm just like, you're <laughs> absolutely adorable. <laughs> Liam Riley was in drag. No, Levi. Oh, Levi Carter. Carter. Yeah. And Liam's doing, I think his name is Bambi. Yeah. Okay. Something like that. That's what uh, Naomi Small said her drag name would be if she could change it. That's true. Oh, that's so funny. If I could change mine, it would be Fawn. A W N. Oh, that's cute. Uh, I like it. Uh, is there anyone else we need to shout out? <laughs> How about you? I don't know that she's up and coming necessarily, but I I ran into Jupiter Velvet at Bushwig. Oh yeah. And she's killing it right now. Like yeah. totally amazing. Gave a great performance. Also, is just like a very sweet human, and the looks are on point, and I just love her so. Shout out to Jupiter. Camilla Fox has got me doing that. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, let's do another one. Um, how has drag changed during your drag career? I'm going to go straight to yep. Sherry on God. this one. Sorry, Sherry. No, I'm, I'm... What are the biggest things that you think, like, what could not happen now that used to happen back in the day, and, and vice versa? What couldn't happen now? Sucking cock on stage. I mean, um, <laughs> in San Francisco, I feel like <laughs> maybe. I mean, it's. I've been doing it. This is my twenty seventh year. Oh. So literally, as long as you've been alive. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and I've just seen so many evolutions and renaissances of drag and it's like there's not really a huge difference really mm-hmm. I mean it's just it's also cyclical too because like every I, time a trend happens the bubble kind of bursts mm-hmm. and then years later people are like what about this new thing and you're like oh bitch Honey, like, that eight years ago that totally, was totally I mean that was literally just gonna say like the funny the only thing that sometimes where I'm like girl come on is when these some queens are like, think they invented something. I'm like, honey, do you the know who kids. Lee Bowery is? Yes. Do you know who Michael Alec, the whole, that whole scene? They right. Club kids. I mean, come on. Right. But um, I find that, you know, it's still kind of the same. Like, you have these, like, this new renaissance of queens, and they're the ones that are super talented and fun, the ones that just want to turn. And Drag Race has definitely kind of changed it some, because I feel now like people. There are some drag queens that think, oh, I could put on a wig and be famous. Mm-hmm. And you have to have an act, I think, or a look. A gimmick. Right. Yeah, I have a gimmick. Well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I've seen a lot of evolutions. And so, and there were a lot before me. But I remember moving to New York in 92 and knowing who every, this is before the internet, and being, being done the homework, like knowing yes. who International Crisis was <laughs> and knew, certainly knew who Bunny and RuPaul before. Yep. Supermodel, like all of them were, and you just kind of sought them out. You had to go out, which you don't now. If mm-hmm. you wanted to meet people or socialize or see something or get laid, you had to leave the house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would say we still really like champion that, like, you know, if you want to get a gig, you got to go to the bar and it, introduce sure, yourself, locally at least, introduce yourself, make sure people know who you are. So I'm not picking everybody off the internet, really. No, <laughs> I want to see you in, in person. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I will say, um, I don't know, this reminded me, every year when they announce the cast of Drag Race, um, I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I know every single drag queen. I know all of them. <laughs> I've met them all. I saw them on like, I haven't met them. I know who they are. And they announce the cast of Drag Race, and there's eight people who are, I'm like, I've never heard of this person in my whole life. And I feel like... I've let myself down that I didn't know. Like, <laughs> no, they there's, but there's what so rock many were they people. under? Like, you haven't, so and you haven't either, because literally some of them could have been doing drag for a week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was it uh, Akasha? Uh, no, not Akasha. She was on uh, season four. She was one of the first eliminated. Akasha uh, Davis? No, no, sorry. Uh, Lisa Summers? So no, she was like. <laughs> God damn it! What's her name? Anyways, she had only done drag like once, but she was making tons of costumes and hair and stuff for drag queens. Mm -hmm. So she just like, you know, threw in her audition and she got right on. She's the one who said the theme is post-apocalyptic and I don't know what that means. (laughs) What's her name? LaShawn Beyond. LaShawn Beyond. Yes. I'm like, gosh, I'm an idiot. 
Um, <laughs> oh, Akash is from Cleveland, and I would run into her all the time, and she is just only playing Pokemon Go. She just runs around the bar. So funny. Um, so how has drag changed for you? I mean, how long have you been doing I've it? I've been drag for, for, I think, seven years, mm-hmm. and that's not a long time, but... And I've you've been living here for two? Two, yeah. Two, yeah. And I've noticed a big change, um, specifically, like, on social media. Like, before, if you, like, searched the hashtag drag queen, you would just get, like a few things that mm-hmm. would poke up, pop up and now I just feel like there's just drag everywhere. Mm-hmm. everywhere. So I feel like the amount of people doing drag has changed exponentially just within the, like the seven years and I think that makeup skills and like makeup trends have grown exponentially even in like the seven years that I've been doing it. Because like I remember looking back because I think I started I started right before season four of Drag Race aired and now I, it's funny like thinking looking at all those drag queens thinking their makeup is amazing and I could <laughs> never look that good yeah. and, like, and you look back and everyone like walked in the yeah. dressing room with like a black dress and a clutch well we <laughs> didn't have YouTube makeup tutorials right. mm-hmm. and so yeah. that was really different Misty and I remember Maven. sitting you had Misty, Misty Maven, Maven. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. well I remember I remember sitting in my apartment <laughs> and Candace Kane being like no re you need to redo your lips. Yeah. You need to do your liner like this. I mean, like, you, like, learned that way. Mm-hmm. Live. Live. Yep. Yeah. Um, you know what's crazy is I, and I've been doing this for eight years, and I don't think it was until probably five or six years ago that you could easily find lace fronts at an affordable oh, price. Oh, that's yeah. so true. It was, like, night and day. It was over the course of a year. Like, I remember the first time I saw, like, a lace front that was in, like, a non-black, brown, blonde mm-hmm. color. I was like... Yo, they had colored lace fronts. That oh, and stiletto fuck. nails. Like if you wanted to shine yes. you had to file them yourself. You had to get the squares <laughs> and you had to cut her yeah. out. And now you can find them online. Gaga nails. Right. Well, it's like a whole industry has grown up around yeah. because the demand is now there and yeah. the internet will help you. So And also uh women's style has gotten so mm-hmm. uh clubby, dr- draggy, it's really. True. It's so true. So the Kardashians have made it appealing and you know, all these people can come out and sell nails and, and mm-hmm. Right. Ace fronts and that's the style. That's probably one of the biggest differences I think in drag from when I started to now is the audience also. Like, mm. I mean, not so much for me, but like for a drag race, it's teenage girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you go to drag con or like a show of like one of the drag race tours it's, or something, I was like, what? Yeah. It's and it's and you know, which is great. I'm not saying that's bad at all. I'm just saying like for me, it's like this whole political correctness and all this crap. It's like. I didn't start doing drag for a 15-year-old straight girl. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, I, it's supposed to be has it shocking changed? or dirty or whatever. Has that changed your act at all? Fuck no. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. So you... If you're offending them, like you're... Whatever. You're I mean, I haven't had that happen a lot because most of mine's making fun of me and it's stupid <laughs> bathroom humor. But for other queens that... You know, where they don't really have a line between what you can and can't do. I I kinda love that. Yeah. Yeah. Bunny's still just as yeah. totally. true. And Bianca and Jackie yeah. Beat too. Jackie Beat does stuff that I'm like, I would never do. I mean, she has this one Bianca song. I apologize for anything. No. No. <laughs> why? She shouldn't. No. And that's what I mean. Like we're you know, she's been doing it for twenty years and she's like, I didn't start doing this. For I mean, not to alienate the audience, to appreciate them, and whoever loves drag loves it, great. But I'm not going to, um, whatever. Someone who performs in drag shouldn't have to change their act just But to... do you think there's some things where you're like, okay, we could probably get rid of these things? Like, I look, here, I'll say Look, this. I have I lines look, I won't cross, yes. I, I look back on things that made me laugh, like, when I was young, watching, like, like Lisa Lampanelli and all of that offensive humor. And I look back at it now, and I'm like, Eh, like she, these are like dumb racial stereotypes. Like I'm smarter than this. Like I think there's definitely things when I'm watching. I'm like, okay, I'm smarter than this now, and this is just simple humor. Um, I think th- some things like that, just I like f- really easy. I feel like the whole debate now is like, who is this for? And that has been shifting so much. That's true. Like when Dave Chappelle. Uh, didn't come back for like season two or three of yeah. his sh- three, I guess, of his show. His big crisis was like he was like, I'm basically like make my whole audience is just white people laughing at me making black jokes, and that uh. was his big mm-hmm. thing was like, who is this for? Am I like clowning myself? Right, right. Um, but I, I, I just would. 
Sorry, Sorry. go ahead. ahead. (laughs) I just think it's like, there's like a fine line between all of it. Like, I think that there are things that it's important to grow and to like remove certain things from our our vocabulary. But I also think that there's a whole Mm -hmm. group of like 15 year olds who think that they just know everything and that they're very cultured and they're very correct. And so it's like, Sorry, like I'm not going to apologize to you because you're not always right. You have so many more years to grow and learn and and know what's happening in the world, and you think yeah. that you know it all right now, and that's yeah. a pain. Well, plus they don't have it. There's no sense of irony, and they mm-hmm. like it's everything true. is so literal. Everything's real, and they you, you couldn't do like things. Archie Bunker now. Mm-hmm. You could no. not do that, and, but because they don't get that this is a vile pers- representation of a horrible person. Mm-hmm told like through comedy it's like they don't everything's just so literal and i just wrote this parody of black velvet called black penis and it's an (laughs) homage to black penis and i haven't performed it because i'm terrified that people are going to lose their minds just because i'm singing i have songs about jewish dick latin dick (laughs) asian dick uncut cut big i mean every kind of penis you can name Mm -hmm. So is it racist that I don't have one about black dick? Or this is even this is an homage, and of course there's some stereotypes in it. But my everything else, there, there's just jokes about being Jewish, which I am Jewish, are stereotypes. Mm-hmm. The jokes about Asian dick are stereotypes. So it's this kind of like now I'm like, oh my god, do I have to like reevaluate everything that comes out of my mouth before I do it because I'm scared the word police are going to crucify me. I just watched the um, HBO remake of Fahrenheit 451. And like when you're watching it, it's like easy to really think that like, oh, obviously like all of the hardcore Republicans, they're going to be the people who want to burn the books. But like as you're watching it, it makes you kind of feel questionable and think that a lot of like the like the super hardcore social justice warriors Mm. would equally be there with them. Yeah, it's true because it's about absolutes. Yeah. Yeah. That's always dangerous. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right, taking certain words out of classic literature. They're like, yeah, we burn the books to make everybody equal. Exactly. Yeah. When you can learn from it being there, I don't know. I'm on both sides with, uh, yeah. so many times. Like, I'm like, you know what? Everyone grow a thicker skin, but also there's things that I eliminate from my, you know. Yeah. yeah. I won't say tranny anymore because, okay, I don't want to offend anyone. If people say that that word offends them, then I won't say that anymore. And I don't say that on stage. Yeah. Yeah. And, (laughs) but yeah, there's certain things that. Yeah. You just kind of. You respect. Yeah. Well, we've talked a lot on this podcast before about how like not allowing people to grow and punishing them and putting them in a trash bin is also like a ridiculous way yeah. to go about living your life and that to encourage no the conversation talking. if you're going to do it and to do it publicly and and you know yeah. and not just go the whole like you're canceled you look <laughs> they could you can like call certain things out and then i'm like okay well let's start with the fact that i'm a man wearing women's clothing is that gender <laughs> gender appropriation so it's yeah i think there's some things that people like think they crack the code on calling people out. Like there's some things where people like they read some Tumblr articles and they're like, <laughs> yes, that is cultural, cultural appropriation. I am now going to go through my friends list, find everything and start calling people out. Right. And then there's some stuff. It's like, uh, like, uh, yeah, it's just not that serious or does it, it mean I can't is... go to a Thai restaurant. Is that culinary appropriation? <laughs> but I'm bumps. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I am. I'm always going to be on the side of like, Listen, I'm a corny white person. I'm not gonna. <laughs> be, I'm not gonna be like fighting. Like, but I get to wear braids. I get yeah. to wear. You know, it's like I'm not gonna fight for that. I don't. You know, it's like, I, you know, with certain things, so I just feel like I don't. Like, my reality is different from your reality. And if your reality, this is hurting you yes, that much, exactly. then like I can. That's fine. I have a hundred other things I can wear. Yeah. I can eliminate this one thing. Yeah. Ugh, I just yeah. To me, it's more important that. Uh, like I would rather just not be having the argument with people of color that's like, but I get to do that too. I mean, I think that's what that, what doing something that's like someone else's culture, that's really just what it ends up being. Right. You arguing with people of color going, but I, but I, you know, and yeah. that is just a, not a cool situation. <laughs> Nine out of 10 times. You're, you're going to look, like, anybody, you're you're gonna gonna look like the bad guy going, right. but I get to do what you get to do. It's like, Oh, come on. Yeah. Just let it, Go like I don't yeah. know. That to me is really the, you know, I don't want to be in that situation. 
Anyways. <laughs> you want to do our next one? I do. What's something that you've always wanted to do with your drag that you haven't gotten to do yet? Ooh. <laughs> you ready? Discord. Yeah, I've yeah. been um, slowly um, practicing guitar. Um, oh. I just think it really makes sense with what I do in drag. And so I really want to slowly start incorporating all of that into what I do and then hopefully like make some kind of like original kind of rock music or oh, something word. or like play the guitar while lip syncing over popular. Would like, you join songs. a band? Or oh, that's, that's the, that's yeah. the long term goal. Yeah. <laughs> Drag band. Mm-hmm, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I have big ideas with that. Um, it's just hard, like balancing like retail with drag gigs with yeah. practicing a new craft. So it's like, yeah. it's, it's not going as fast as I would like it to go, but it's still going. And I'm really excited about like the prospects of all of that. That's but yeah, cool. no, joining a band, like I can't sing, like I would sell my soul to be able to sing. Like that's the one thing I've always, I literally like when I was like 10 years old, I would like, I would religiously like re- read like the NSYNC lyrics in all of my books because I thought I'm going to be a singer one day and I don't know how they remember all of these words. So I'm going to practice now. And then I found out I couldn't sing. So <laughs> reveal yeah. God for guitar drag. will work. Oh yeah. God. So I mean, that's part of why I do drag is like I, I can be the rock star that I can't actually be. Mm. <laughs> that's hilarious. So funny. What about you, Lucky? Oh, I don't, what haven't I gotten to? I want to like, put on full productions. I truly want to like yeah. parachute down <laughs> GoPro and like lip sync in the air. Like I want to do crazy things. I don't know. I And I've been trying to more and more do site specific drag stuff where it's like numbers that are about the place where I am that have kind of like a loose storyline, like pop up drag performances. Mm-hmm. I want to like find places and invite people and be like, be here at midnight Gorilla at style. this place and like be yeah. in a storefront window with the lights coming up behind me or <laughs> oh, something. Oh, I love that. Like that's, that's where I think I'm heading. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I want to do more theater. Yeah. I haven't done theater in so long and I just really, it's starting to itch and I really want to scratch it. <laughs> but yeah, I want more of that. There used to be a couple, uh, uh big, uh, drag mm-hmm. theater groups in town and, not really there anymore. I really want to go to one of uh, the uh, Peaches Crisis mm-hmm. shows. I do too. I just I've saw never the whining. The whining. The whining. Who's in that? Varla and Peaches. Mm-hmm. It was so, so funny. Good. Oh my God, I was screaming. Trixie just announced one. Oh, uh, yeah. True Beverly Hills. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. When they did Romeo and Michelle, I was like, super oh my God. <laughs> I saw videos of that. Yeah, RuPaul came to like opening night or something. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Is there anything that you haven't gotten to do that you wanted to do, Sherry? Um, I've been really lucky. There, I did the guitar thing, and I only yeah. did it like live twice. <laughs> and I was like, okay, that, that's yeah. out of my system. <laughs> um, and I did Gaga's uh, "You and I," like when she did the oh. the drag king look, the Joe Calderon. Right. Yeah. I yeah. did that. That was amazing. Um, I had a a variety show on here tv which is now on hulu called she's living for this mm-hmm. and that was my absolute dream like if i could have any do anything i would do like the carol burnett style variety show that mm-hmm. would be my dream 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 because mm-hmm. then you have numbers and costumes and characters and skits mm-hmm. and parodies and all like in one half hour would be my that would be my dream again how many seasons was that two two and like so many guests and it's really fun and that was like the best time of my life. Yeah. Uh, how many years ago was that? When was that? Six. <laughs> it's okay. Mm. Time doesn't matter. Did it take time forever to put that together? Was it just like a huge operation? Or it, was it you writing everything or did you have a whole staff? I or? wrote everything. It was um, my, one of my creative partners, Josh Rosenzweig, who I've worked with since college. He, he enabled that to happen because he was working at Here TV in development. And it's something we had talked about. He's like, Queen, we've talked about this for 20 <laughs> years and we're doing it now. And I was like, oh my God. And I just kind of, for me to watch it and know what, how little teeny tiny bit of money we had, mm-hmm. the things that we were able to make happen on a shoestring because of people like Jackie and Varla and Bianca and all these people who bunnies on it. Is it sickening when your friends come together for something? Oh my god, like, it's like I don't amazing. have a lot right now, but just help me out. And they're like, sugar. Totally. Like, sugar. It's, a, yeah, it's the best amazing. feeling. Yeah. yeah. So I can kind of, that's something that I can look back on and like, oh, I'm proud of that and I want to do it again so bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's doing well on Hulu, so we're trying to like get them to. Yeah. Get another one, yeah. 
So go and watch it. Yeah. <laughs> we had Marty Gold Cummings here uh, uh, about a month ago. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she was talking about Shade Queens of NYC mm-hmm. and same kind of issues, trying to do what you can on a shoestring budget. Yeah. And, yeah. Ensemble. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like drag is like reaching a point where like you could have mainstream like drag music artists. Like yeah. you see what like Shay's doing and like mm-hmm. that's incredible. And then like I also just feel like with when it comes to like rock, like there's not a huge difference between what like Motley Crue yeah. was doing no, and like Twisted Sister was doing mm-hmm. and like what drag queens are. Like I always say like they're kind of like my biggest drag inspirations because mm-hmm. like they were drag queens. It's yeah. just the next level of glam rock really. Yeah, absolutely. I mean I think Adam Lambert was edging that yes. direction. Yeah. But he just like happened to wear makeup. Yeah. <laughs> like, guy liner. Yeah, guy liner. Like, he didn't guy have liner. like the full, you know. Yeah. I don't know. He had a lot of highlight on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, he wasn't like girly drag, but he yeah. was definitely pushing it, I think, a bit. I feel like Middle America, yeah. Middle yeah, America was, was like, oh my God. Totally. Yeah. We want Chris Blasphemy? Allen to win. Well, yeah. I, I totally. remember when his album came out in Walmart and there were like protests. People yeah. were so upset. Ugh. He's looking on the front. He's got like that makeup yeah. bead and they're all like, what is this? <laughs> Which I don't even think he like cursed in his music. No, he has no. no makeup on. Yeah. <laughs> like no, the audacity. He, he kissed tame. a guy on the MTV Awards yeah. or something no, stupid and me, it was like me. scandalous. He did. People are, ugh, People Middle are America. Ruining our lives. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to. They're the ones we who won't call let in them. to MTV and go, get this off my TV. And they listen because <laughs> they're the only ones to watch it. It's true. Um, all right. Is this you? It could be. Do it. Do you have any quick tips on how to refresh a sad-looking wig in a pinch? I feel like someone is in a specific situation, and we have. Are to you trying to that. tell me something? Very urgent. <laughs> yeah. I know there's oh okay. There's this queen in New York named Jessie Volt who still performs, who has been around since the '80s, and she's been performing in drag for at least 35, maybe pushing 40 years. And she's also a hairdresser, and she's like, "Girl, floor wax." She's like, you get floor wax in your hand. She goes, crunch it around your hair. Crunchy, scrunchy, and it's like shiny. It's like, what? Floor wax. Interesting. Does her hair look good? Yes. (laughs) Yes. That's wild. I've never heard of that. And where do you find freaking floor wax? Mm -hmm. In the back of a bar. (laughs) Yeah. Ready to go on stage. Oh, no. I kept this wig in my bag for too long. Yeah, New York York City, we don't have dressing rooms. So you're like in the kitchen or the room closet. Does anywhere have dressing rooms? Nowhere has dressing rooms. New York, no. No. That's wild. Did you bring a costume change for tonight? Mm -hmm. Okay, great. (laughs) (laughs) Honey, I can change in a a toilet. No, no, I'm used to it. Whatever. When uh, Kimchi went like five years ago to New York for the first time, she (laughs) did a show and she was like, this is so bizarre. There's no dressing room. So get this. The girls wear an outfit for their first number. If they do a second one, they they took all the clothes off and they're just wearing the underwear that they were wearing underneath. (laughs) That's their second look. Some of them were taking like colored hairspray and spraying it all over themselves. Uh, that was their second look. And we kind of learned like you either have to, you know, depending on where you are, like there's certain places like I literally have to change in the wings. And so it has to be something that's super simple and mm-hmm. easy. And I never change hair. No, never. No. And there's no mirrors. There's just not even possible. It's like, yeah. no. Once that hair is on, she's on. How many numbers do you usually perform in a show? Well, I usually do like. Like in New 45 York, minute show. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's and it's York. just me. That's so annoying to me. <laughs> and I love talking. I can listen to myself talk all day. But the thought that I would have to go on and just do a whole show by myself just drives me nuts. I find that terrifying. Like, I can do it if I don't have to talk in between. Like, I've done pieces before that were 45 minutes of, like, straight numbers straight yeah. through. But, like, the way that y'all improv and react to, like, the audience and, like, people chatting about some guy will walk in and like trip and you have a whole, <laughs> you, gotta, oh, you yeah. instantly have 30 a whole minutes thing You sink that. or like, swim, you learn really fast. Ooh. Well, I think I find it more difficult like to just do two numbers. Really? To do one and one because, not because I'm a hog or, or need <laughs> the attention, because I don't, but it's more because I feel like they're not going to get a sense of who I am mm-hmm. in four mm-hmm. minutes. That is hard. I think the way our shows are set up here is it's just really fast, fast, fast. Like, matinee is like an hour and 
a half, an hour 20, mm -hmm. and you have seven drag queens all doing two numbers, and you see her, she's done. You see her, she's done. Yeah. Well, you also, in the 90s, in New York, there weren't 100 yeah. drag queens exactly. to do those kind of shows. Mm -hmm. There were five. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, you were on Monday night, and you have an hour, and you're Tuesday yeah. night, and you have an hour. And it's, you know, you, like, really learn to sink or swim. Yeah. Yeah. It's so interesting. I would drive me nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Who else has tips for how to revive this queen's <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. Nothing. It's like, what's a pinch? Like, if you have a couple minutes, just tease it up and make it gigantic and awful. Or if you have, like, a day, you know, just steam it out, put some more curlers in it, yeah. and it'll be fine. Steam is good. Yeah, the steamer always Never helps. steamed a wig. It's nice. Yeah. Is that yeah. where you, like, put, you, you, like, you just buy a steamer. And just oh, just like... Yeah. Yeah, Bed Bath yeah. & Beyond, they're like, like $14. Yeah, I have a yeah. Joy Mangina steamer. Oh, oh a, a, a Mangina? Vangina? I what? A Mangina at um, Yeah, oh, okay, I can you do can that. You can take a wig that's, like, been buried in, like, the bottom of your closet for the past mm -hmm. seven years and make it look passable. Yeah. Sometimes I'll give what it a haircut. I, what if I want to add a wave to it? Put the curler in it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then <laughs> steam it again. Like, steam it out, put the curler in it, then steam the curler... And then take it out, and then it's good. Steam it. Steam it put out. Put the curlers yeah. in. Steam it again. Yeah. Leave it for how long? So let's try. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then she's good. She's pretty again. I've taken ones that are like how many like tons of hairspray, and it, I just get a little hot, literally hot water on my hands, and just kind of like smooth mm. over, and it just goes. Oh, uh -huh. I like watching like all of like the rattiness just go and like shrink <laughs> up and then like slowly see it turn back into like maybe kind of hair again. <laughs> I don't have the patience for that. And yet you stone everything you own. Right. I have the patience for stone. <laughs> <laughs> I have for that. 6, yeah. Well, I get high when I do that. Hey, <laughs> there you doesn't go. Do the same for now me. the truth comes out. Yeah. yeah. I like stoning more than I like any other. Me drag too. Yeah, me too. Do you stone anything? Girl, <laughs> it's such a fun repetitious. It's yeah, and it's also kind of like a puzzle piece thing when you're trying to stone a whole shoe. Or I haven't found the joy in that yet. I've tried, <laughs> and it ends up all over my hands, and I'm like, who can I pay to do this? Because I can't. <laughs> I That's think really I don't have the patience for it, and then like seven hours go by. I'm like, oh, I've been doing this like, for I a long. How time. many episodes yeah. of The Office? Yeah, <laughs> I'm more of a mess because I like doing things like, you know that kind of work, like filing or whatever, like I like busy work. And mm -hmm. so it seems like I would like to stone things, but I and just yet. get it. I'm a slob. I mean, I'm not a slob. It just ends <laughs> up all over me. And then I'm yeah. like, there are more stones on my hands than this dress. <laughs> yeah. I, it definitely took me a while. Yeah. I had, yeah. A friend had to show me how to do it. <laughs> and the first 50 things I did looked horrible, but now, oh God. Well, when you see Tenderoni on the stage every week, uh, how do you not feel like you have to go home and uh, just stone I never everything? feel sparkly enough, ever. <laughs> yeah. I could be head to toe in stones if Tenderoni comes out and I'm just like. If there's 10 <laughs> fabulous drag queens on the stage and there's one that is covered in stones, your eyes always totally. go to that just, one. Yeah, I love it. That's the thing that keeps me, yep. I'm like, okay. I so I recommend it. you fill that old wig full of spray adhesive yeah. and glitter. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. And that solves all the problems. We have really avoided this question. <laughs> I just keep trying like, to get us back. Like, oh, just like a spy <laughs> dodging lasers. Like, we're not going to answer this question. <laughs> like Auntie Chan the other day at Crash. Nope. Plot twist. Plot twist. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, this next question seems eerily like the one we just answered uh, before. It says, how do you feel like your drag has progressed What's oh, a little okay. bit different? Since your drag has yeah. How has your drag ha progressed since you started doing drag? I feel like I went from like the white trash groupie in the trailer <laughs> park to like graduating to like be the rock star. Full Eminem. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, like literally, I would come out in like a wife beater and like ratted blonde hair and I would perform Eminem. That's not even a joke. And mm. now I feel like I've cultivated more of like a polished rock star persona who actually cares about what she's wearing and it's not a cut-up wife beater. <laughs> like, before, yeah, like, I was just, the, you know, the typical, like, drag queen starter pack. You got the mm. pleasers, you got the booty shorts, you got the wife beater. One pair of 301. rooted blonde hair and one pair of 301. Yep. Yeah, and now or I... Or the like, Katy Perry collection from Walgreens. Never the like, Katy These Perry These are so big. <laughs> These are so big. <laughs> but now I just, like, you know, I like to take, my favorite thing to do is to take a jacket and just embellish the shit out of it. Like, yeah. I can never... I mean, now living in Chicago, we have, like, the jewelry stores so like you can just buy everything mm -hmm. that's my tip to anybody who says they're too 
poor to do drag is no. just go steal a bunch of jewelry from Claire's <laughs> or Charlotte Ruth's <laughs> and break all of it up yep. and just cover an outfit in it. And you yeah. have a, now a million dollar outfit that you paid $20 for. Save all your I love that you have to steal. That's just for fun. The trick is right. You have to steal it. That's what I would do. Back in Ohio, I would go into, I worked at the oh, mall. No. I would go into Charlotte Ruth's. Is the statute of limitations over? <laughs> I don't care. You know, I would so steal hard. a couple pieces of jewelry every day and I would come home home, break it up, and then just cover something in it, and then I had a nice leather jacket. Oh, wow. yeah. Pro tip, though, when your jewelry breaks, save it and put it somewhere specific, because, bitch, I have so many dresses that I've, like, embellished. One of my oh, biggest okay. pet peeves is, like, seeing people on Twitter, like, well, I don't have drag race money. I'm like, you don't like, need no. drag race money. You're you looking for a reason to complain is what you're looking absolutely. for. Absolutely. Right? You just need a little bit of creativity. Yeah. A little bit of an imagination. Uh, how has your drag progressed sherry well it's very different than when it started but it's been fairly consistent i guess for a long time i mean it started off kind of the same like i would literally wear a flannel shirt and like this bubble one bubble wig for years and it was like no breasts didn't wear it wasn't concerned with how I'd look. One, it thought I thought I had to look funny to be funny. Oh, that's the same with me when I started. I was like, I don't care about looking pretty. Like, I'm not supposed to be pretty. I'm supposed to be, be funny. funny. And then my pretty friend came in and said, bitch, you can be both. <laughs> like, hey, well, it was, I was hanging at, it was the early 90s. I moved, I was roommates with Candace Kane in LA and we both started putting on makeup at the same time. We moved to New York together and it was like Candace and Lena and Formica and all these really pretty queens. And I was kind of like, oh, be pretty and I, like, I just wanted to experiment with it and and so I kind of created more like I want to be like a Las Vegas sex kitten mm. look yeah. Barbie on was it hooker Barbie <laughs> and that was kind of been my look for a long time and I kind of like play around now with I think a bit more age appropriate maybe <laughs> looks like I've been doing more like up do's and a little bit more refined kind of but I still like to play with the sled I mean I'm not delusional I know how old I am and what I'm trying to you be know, who's that old lady trying to look like a Barbie? But um, yeah, it was kind of that moment of like, oh, I don't have to look funny to be funny. I'm not pretending to be a real, or pass as a real woman by any stretch of the imagination, but I want to be like, oh, she looks sexy for a drag queen. Yeah. When, when I was starting, well, within the first like three or four years, of my career, I got a job at uh, Scarlet, and I was working every Friday, and they would have themes every week. And uh, they would tell you the theme on like Wednesday, and it would be like Sesame Street, bitch, or Oscar the Grouch, figure it out. And, <laughs> and you know, American Horror Story, you're figure it out. And um, uh, I, I realized after doing that, that I didn't like being ugly, that I liked being pretty so much more, and that I felt that I wasn't getting the same level of respect that I was getting when I was walking around in heels with my shoulders back going, you know, I'm a seven foot tall woman, respect me, that I am when I'm dressed up as Oscar the Grouch. Like people just look at you different. Right. Um, so that was kind of a turning point where I was like, you know what, I wanna be pretty. I don't wanna put on a mangled wig and, right. you know, and be like, I'm fucking weird and gross. Like yeah. for me, I always, I want you to look at me and be like, oh, she's pretty. For sure. I mean, there was also like a, when I, like by mid 90s, when I was performing with Joey Arias and Raven O and Squeeze Box, which was like the rock and roll gay party in New York where we performed with the live rock band, all this. Then you kind of had to turn the volume up because I'm like, I can't be on stage with Joey Arias mm -hmm. looking yes. like a yes. $10. Exactly. Yep. You know, you don't want to be queen. the girl on the show where the audience goes, "Oh, whose friend is she?" Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and no I was matter like, how good you are, yeah. you still feel self. And if I'm going to come out and sing live and want to impress people with the comedy and the voice and all of these elements, then why can't I also want to impress them like how yes. looks? So those and those I don't want them to be distracted together. by the fact that I'm looking right, right. busted. Right. Like I don't want them to go. Your performance, exactly. Really. Yes. And exactly. and like I said, you had to up your game to be on stage with these people. But side note, real little story, a very valuable lesson that I learned like two years ago is I went to perform on this cruise and it was leaving out of Barcelona and my luggage didn't come. Oh God. So I'm like, I have to do a 10 day cruise with no drag. Oh my God. And I'm doing the, I'm the drag act. And I got on the boat and I was 
melting down. And I said to the cruiser, I'm like, I'm just gonna go home. I can't do this. And he's like, Queen, make it work. And I'm like, okay. Sam got I, over <laughs> I accept that challenge. And literally I found a go-go boy. I was like, I need to borrow some, I borrowed some gold shorts from a go-go boy. I got these heels that were like one inch <laughs> that I hate, but I was like, wake at work. I had my wig, cause that's what I travel with. Yeah. And that was it. Someone gave me these mylar lashes that Ooh. I painted black with a um, magic marker. And I was just like made then the whole act about that joke and commenting on it. And it was like one of the best shows I ever had. And I'm like, no one's yeah. coming here. Yes, that doesn't mean that I don't wanna take, put the effort into my look, but you're a comedian. Make them laugh, and you don't need MAC lipstick to make them laugh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great lesson. Yeah, I, that's great incredible. Lesson. I love those moments where something goes haywire, and you completely like you have to do your makeup in like five seconds. Or yep. you, you know, if something goes haywire, and you, you like reteach yourself something. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh, I learned this today. I was didn't need to be doing all that, or yeah. you know, I found something funny and something shitty that happened. Right, and then you get to the place where like those mini versions of those problems happen later and you're like, oh, I've done this. Girl, yeah. if you, this. If you call nice. it out, if you call yourself out, you win the audience over. They are on your side. Mm -hmm. I did yes. a show in Pittsburgh and I literally was in the bathroom, in the mirror, getting ready. I already had my base on so and my alive. veneer popped off. Yeah. Like my tooth popped out of my face. And I'm texting the owner like, I'm afraid I'm not gonna be able to make it because my tooth just fell. And then I stopped and I was like, I'm here. I'm, I'm in Pittsburgh. I'm half in drag. I want that money. Let's just go. Yeah. So I got in drag and went and got on stage and just made, okay, obviously I'm missing a tooth. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not the only one here in Pittsburgh missing a tooth. I'm just made like a big joke out of it and everything. It was hilarious. And actually Sharon Needles was performing that night and she said after the show, she's like, Sherry, I think you found your new thing. <laughs> don't fix the, don't get the tooth fixed. <laughs> I always say like a hosting tip is when you feel, or anytime you're on the mic and something's making you uncomfortable, the first thing you should go is, I'm uncomfortable and this is why. Like, because the audience is right there with you. Yeah, totally. Is her tooth missing? They're not dumb. Did, They're not is dumb. Is her heel broken? You go, bitch, my heel just broke. The fuck is this? Like, you just start saying the things out loud and people will side with you. I mean, people like if to laugh in groups at the same thing. They like, will come to your side so they strong love an and fast moment. if you yes. make if you make a joke about it. Yeah. Pro tip. Awesome. All right, you wanna do the next one? Sure. How do you imagine the drag community five years from now and 10 years from now? Oh gosh. <laughs> I don't even know, it's just gonna grow. It's just like Jesus breaking the bread into a bazillion pieces. <laughs> There's just gonna be endless drag queens. Um, I think it's just gonna get more, like, so here's why I feel like it's just gonna be more and more mainstream because Ever since season five, I'm like, every year I'm like, this is it. Drag has peaked. It can't possibly get more popular than it is right in this moment. Yeah. And every year I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. And so I just see it growing bigger and bigger. And I think that we're going to see mainstream drag artists. Um, I think it'd be so cool. How cool would it be to see like a drag queen on the cover of Rolling Stone or like a drag queen performing mm -hmm. at the VMAs or yeah. a drag queen in a movie? Like on the I cover of Star Magazine yeah. because she got some drama and people care about <laughs> it. Yeah. That's crazy. Absolutely. Yeah. And we have like Shangela and Willem who are going to be in A Star is Born. Yes. Yes. Like, so uh, I'm so excited about that. It's so cool. <laughs> so I just think it's just going to continue to explode. The phrase like the bubble has to pop is like, I don't. Like, I, at some point, I'm like, mm, maybe, but maybe I think Drag Race's bubble could perhaps see some issues just because it's a TV show and that's what happens. Ratings happen, whatever. But I don't think Drag Con is going anywhere. No. I, uh, yeah, I think the... Because every year it's bigger and bigger. It's busier and yeah. busier. I feel like drag is like the... like. The Bureau of like uh, inventions is like, you know, every time you hear of a new invention, you're like, no one thought of that before? That's crazy. You know, but like every time you're like, oh yeah, everything's been invented. Well, <laughs> like start, stop viewing people like as just solely drag queens and then viewing them as artists like we exactly. do pop stars. Yeah, There's no you. reason for yes. it to go away because pop music has existed for forever. So like to say that, well, drag queens are gonna stop being cool, like that's just kind of invalidating what everybody does. No, drag has been around forever also. I mean, I could not agree more because drag has been around forever also. Mm -hmm. I mean, drag, drag didn't start with season one drag race. Right. Starting in season so, five. Season five. <laughs> but, but like, you know, if you haven't seen anyone out there who's doing drag, and if you haven't seen the movie Queen, go watch it, because there's like perfect 
capsule of drag in the 60s. -hmm. And it's like, has it changed? No, I mean, it's just, it's just like there's differences, but it's, it, I agree. As long as the, I've always said that about drag, like there are dan- these people that behind that are real dancers, real singers, real yeah. actors, real comedians, real yeah. makeup artists or whatever. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. I think we're not blowing a bubble. I think we're building a city. Yeah. Hey. You know? And we're just going to get bigger and this bigger. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That was an original cover. (laughs) (laughs) So what do you think five, ten years from now, what's going to change? I think the first thing is something that we're seeing happening already, which is that there's all sorts of like weird in-between gender drag that's not necessarily just confined to like the club kid label. It's moved beyond, not even beyond, but just outside of that in terms of aesthetics. So you've got people who are like playing with gender in totally new ways and in ways that aren't necessarily like easily understandable for an audience standing there watching them on stage, but it's still entertaining. It's still gorgeous Mm -hmm. when it's being done right. So I think that's something that's happening. But I agree. I think that what you were saying, Discord, is just a little bit like what Aja was talking about and everybody kind of got up in arms being like, you're a drag queen, just like live with it. But but no, I mean, we all... She said... She said that she wanted to be known as an artist. And and that drag queen was a label for one kind of thing that she does, and that yeah. actually she was an artist in many multifaceted it's ways. It's like being a gay mm-hmm. actor. Yeah. Now I feel like finally, like gay actors are playing straight roles, but they're like, hey, you want to be gay and you're an actor, you're gonna be the gay guy in yep. everything. Mm-hmm. It's like now you're starting to see people understand like we don't just have to focus on this one thing. All right. Time. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's just gonna open up. I'd like to see more. Drag king and cisgender drag queen hmm. performers. Yeah, cisgender oh, female. Oh, cisgender oh. female, like Hoku yeah. Mama, and there's this other, oh, this other performer from San Francisco who's amazing. I can't remember her name. Is it Creme Fatale you're thinking of? No, no, she's like a real trained dancer, and she does. Oh, she used to do. Oh, I'm so bad with names. Anyway, she's amazing. Just can't remember her name right now. But we're gonna find um, out and post okay. about it. Yeah. I, I, I think that issue is in the same, it's like changing people's idea of like, who can be the drag queen, mm-hmm. you know? It's like, right, I mean, I love what Peppermint was saying too, about like you. you yeah, <laughs> rocking that Peppermint shirt. Sure. Yeah. Yes, she's trans, but she's still a, is a drag queen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. It's not about what walks into the dressing room. About what walks onto on the stage. stage. Yes. Right. <laughs> um, all right. So we're kind of, you know, this is a very community oriented, it's uh, true. forward thinking episode. Um, what changes would you like to see in the drag community? Um, Discord, you came from not the most supportive <laughs> yeah, I sure, drag I community, sure which I, just, I guess uh, we're calling really? them out. But yeah, that's fine. They're not listening to this anyway. (laughs) (laughs) They're fighting somewhere. They are. Um, It's just so interesting, A, how 100% different it's been. Like, going from a place where I had to get ready in a bathroom because drag queens didn't want me in their dressing room to, like, going somewhere where people, like, welcome me with open arms and are actually, like, nice to me. Like, I'm still... There's a very clicky scene. Yeah. And I feel like I still battle with it, like, like, internally a little bit. Oh, God, yeah. I've had drinks thrown at me. Full glasses. Not even just by queens? While you're performing Yeah, like, mid-performance. That was what they used to do to, like, haze each other. Mm -hmm. Are we saying the hometown? We're not saying. Oh, it's Akron, Ohio. It's fine. I don't. <laughs> I mean, a lot of those queens aren't doing drag anymore. It's fine. There's nice drag queens there, and there's mean drag queens there. But um, I've been very vocal about it online, anyways. Um, I just came from a place where it was all very pageant oriented, which is fine. I think pageant drag is awesome. Um, but I just didn't understand why I could respect what they did, yeah. mm-hmm. and they weren't respecting what I did because sure. I was just doing something different. And that's fine because my art's for me and for the audience, and not for you, anyways. But so I guess with that said, I hope that drag can just be more accepting because right now I feel like I live in a nice bubble of nice mm-hmm. drag queens and a welcoming community where, yeah. like, Chicago is so cool because everybody goes to everybody's show and yeah. everybody supports everybody. And it doesn't matter what your caliber of drag is or how long you've been doing drag because everybody's given the, the exact same amount of level to, like, succeed. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's very rare, I think, in the entire country. Mm-hmm. Um, especially because, like, I've performed in a bunch of different states and no place has been quite like Chicago when it comes to acceptance and like kindness and like wanting people to succeed instead of tearing them down yeah so I think the drag community could just learn a lot in building people up because I think every single person has as much of a right to succeed as I do or as that person does yeah 
We're already in such a situation where like we're we're a minority within a minority. Yeah, minority. fight exactly. the real enemy. I used to say like if we're gonna cry for equality, then we have to be able to treat each other in our own sub bubble mm-hmm. with that equality that we're asking Absolutely. for. I say this every episode: know your villains. Mm-hmm. Your villain is fight probably the real not enemy. the person next to you at the show who bumped you a little exactly. too hard. It's fucking Donald Trump! Like get exactly. over it. Yeah. Yep. I also wish queens could like accept constructive criticism too oh, i feel like <laughs> there's Love. nothing wrong with constructive criticism like it's no one's coming for you no one's attacking you we're just helping you be the better version of you or helping me be the better version of me like just yeah. take it with like it's i don't know it's nobody's funny when coming to hurt you. queens ask me like oh what did you think i first thing i say yeah, is question. do you really want to know what i think <laughs> or are you just want the compliment the compliment mm-hmm. like are, are you really asking me before I would offer any yeah, kind of constructive criticism. Do you, what do you do in that situation? <clears throat> I asked them that. What if she said, yeah, lay it on me? I constructively at a place from like, I think this person could be really amazing and talented. And what if say, you look at him and go, you, I don't see it. If, if, what if you're like, oh, I never, God, she's, with, she's without a help. But let me not <laughs> break her down like that. Let me just go, things are great, sweetie. Well, Bianca <laughs> survived anyway after I told her. <laughs> <laughs> no, the... Uh, I haven't had that. I mean, I think that there's, I have had the situation where I'm like, ooh, and you know, if, if they don't ask me, I don't ever offer my critique. I agree. Ever. I agree. No. It has to be asked. I don't I'm ask. Not your drag mom. There's only like, very few people I ask their honest opinion of my stuff, so that's not a lot. But hmm. I, I feel like if I see somebody who is like, I see so much potential in you. Like <clears> I'm not as hesitant to like be like, oh my gosh, if you. I'll like say like these are the seven good things that you did, but here's like two things I think that you could right. just tweak a little bit. Like yeah. I don't ever think that that's like coming from a bad place. No. But I saw somebody on Twitter who was like, "I am so tired of drag queens telling other drag queens that their lace is clockable and that they have boxy hip pads and their <laughs> eyeshadows unblended. That's not what drag's about." I'm like. Those are all things that are just easily fixable. I want to know if yeah. I can blend enough. I'm yeah. just gonna say, exactly. if it's just like, tell me. Well, and I'm sick of that thing where people are like, "This is how I want to be. Everybody's free to be yourself." And I'm like, also, you don't know how to do it correctly. And why don't you put down that wall and just accept that? Hey, maybe I do need to learn how to cut a lace front in a different way. And don't make it all about my body is my body. Yeah, yeah, your body's your body. Let's celebrate that. If you don't know how to put on your fucking, uh, you know, that's your contour. That's not about style. That's about sweetie. technique. Yeah. And it's about aesthetics. Unless it's your look. Yeah. Right. All right. Yeah. Unless it's intention or something. Yeah. Though. But like. T- but in which case it has to be curated. I also like, don't yes. understand where we like yes. had the flip flop where art cannot be critiqued anymore. Yeah. Like that's, I don't know. That's the point of art to like learn from it and to change it and to, to critique it and to. You know, and it doesn't have to hurt your feelings to accept a critique. I don't know. Like, I don't go into a museum and love every fucking painting yeah, that I see no. in a goddamn museum. Like, there's going to be shit that I don't like, and that's fine. Like, I'm not saying you're bad because I don't like it. I just don't have to like it. Yeah. I agree 100%. Like I said, if someone asks me for real, I don't bullshit them. Yeah. But I just don't kind of offer it up. Or <laughs> if I see someone doing something that they don't normally nail, but they nailed it that night or they're heading in the right direction, I'll go, girl, That's this hair silhouette right, right. looks great on yeah, you. Totally. Follow this. Like, yeah. this is your thing. Like, bitch, your lips look bigger tonight. Something's different. Whatever you did, bitch, you need to do more of that because that looks I, If it's a really good friend. I use words like up. flattering. That is flattering. If it's a really good friend, like Jackie Beat is my best, best friend for almost 30 years. And she started doing this white exclamation point <laughs> on the nose. And I turned to her, I was like, no, you have to get rid of it. She's like, what? And I'm like, honey, people are influenced by your makeup. Don't let anyone else influence what you do. I said, it does not look, she's like, but my nose, I'm like, you're, you've had, you've been doing drag for 30 years. Don't start, put, it looks like an exclamation point. <laughs> At least blend it in a little bit or something. Why it. do you want punctuation on your face? <laughs> that is not your look. She's like, oh, you're right. I'm like, yes, people like mop your, like, are influenced mm-hmm. by your makeup. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I'll blend it in. <laughs> <laughs> so she doesn't do it. She, she does a little bit, but not as extreme. But it looked like an exclamation. I just started laughing because I'm like, bitch, are you, why you got punctuation on your face? 
She was very surprised. I all the time. respect somebody more if they're willing to like give me constructive criticism. I think so. I, I just appreciate honesty. Like I've even had you text me, and be like, "Oh, can I just like, give you a little heads up?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah. please, like by all yeah. means, do." Like I, how else are we supposed to grow? Yeah. yeah, we can't grow. Not every person can be expected to grow 100% on their own. Like we need. It takes yeah. a village. I'm totally. And and especially, like, from show promoters, like, I feel like I'm always trying to toe this line of, like, not telling people too much of what to do, but also being, like, like please abide the, by the rules of the show. <laughs> like, I had a girl come from New York who was, like, I was, like, I know she loves to do these 10-minute mixes, these 12-minute mixes, these 14-minute mixes. I narrowed the list down in my head already. <laughs> There's only about 800 of them in New York. <laughs> and uh, I was, like, hey, please don't do, like, those big, long-ass mega mixes. Like, we got uh, 14 numbers in the show, and we end at midnight, and we just can't. The audience likes a quick, swift show. Yeah, okay, girl, LOL. Literally, that's what it said. Girl, she showed up to the show and did 12 minutes uh-huh. for both numbers. Girl, when I tell you, I could not hide the shade. I was like, bitch, you went up there and like, ugh, it just drove me fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. And then someone posted something online, like, when's she coming back to Chicago? And I was just like, well, the first time she was here, she did an 11, 12 minute mix, <laughs> and I told her not to, and she said LOL about it, so she can figure that out herself. <laughs> like, wow. So if you try to piss people off, <laughs> don't get mad when they tell you about yourself. And <laughs> don't book you again. Anyways. That was a, a, a <laughs> side road I had to go down. Ooh, Do you I'm feel like, better now? Mm. I'll tell you later. <laughs> <laughs> should we ask this last question? I feel like we should. Uh, yeah. Go All right. On. What has been the most rewarding thing that you've done in drag? Oh, I have like a handful of things. Yeah. yeah. Um, getting to like meet like the children mm-hmm. at DragCon I think is very rewarding. Like yeah. knowing that there's parents there that like are bringing their kids to this and like letting these children grow up to like be accepting of everything. I think that's very rewarding. Um, getting to paint James St. James's face was really wild to me because I was yeah. obsessed with him in high school mm. before I even knew I wanted to do drag. And then like that brought my whole drag full circle. And then moving to Chicago has just been like the best thing that's like ever, ever, ever happened to me. Like I feel like I actually have real friends. Mm. I have like a real support system. I have I can perform for more than Taco Bell money, which is really <laughs> wild. Like back at home, it would be like seven people. That was it. You know, you were performing because you love performing and that was like great. And I think that builds character, but like now getting to be in a city where people want to see the drag show and the drag show isn't a thorn in their side to like, mm. cause they just want to dance to Nicki Minaj all night long. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. And it's changed. Being here has changed my life a thousand times and I'm just so grateful nice. for it every single day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't think I could live anywhere else. So, yeah. yeah. Chicago is like... No, like, I hate winter so much. <laughs> so, like, me moving here, like, I must really like drag. Like, <laughs> I, you know, did drag matinee in August with you. And then by December, I was like, well, here I am. Yeah. I have to, I have to be here. So, like, honestly, trying to go without you, like, I'd still be crying in Ohio. So, Aww. so thank, thank you. Thank you for bringing your tears here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to sell them for $12,000. <laughs> Just like Noah Cyrus. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, that's so sweet. That's nice. Uh, I love anything pro Chicago. City, <laughs> we're so brave. Um, uh, what about you, Lucky? Uh, I I feel like I've talked about a couple of them on here, but recently there was um, uh, we got to perform a bunch of you were there, you hosted a bunch of queens um, got to perform at the Shed Aquarium, and it was oh the first time so they had cool. ever had drag queens at the aquarium, and the space is like incredible. You know, this oh. is the tallest you know, sure. ceiling I've ever performed drag under, I guess. It was gorgeous. And like the fish are all in tanks behind you and oh, it was stunning. But I just remember I was very like, it was very bright too. Like they had all the lights up so you could really see everybody's faces. And I remember like being on stage and doing the thing and like kind of half clocking this one person like in a, a floral print shirt. It was like a little pink floral print collared shirt um, over in the corner, like with a phone up, and I was like, "Oh, okay." Like that person over there. Here's all these other like rich donors that I have to pay attention to. And then after the show, there's still like the gala going on because it was their annual fundraiser, and so we're like wandering around eating. The mini pumpkin pies I were remember, fabulous. All of the, like, <laughs> I had about food. twelve of them. Yeah. All the food was miniaturized. It was crazy. <laughs> you couldn't tell me I wasn't at Golden Corral, sweetie. It was amazing. <laughs> I think I had six of them. It was delicious. And but anyway, like, and then we like 
decided to go out and party with the people in the, you know, they had DJs and it was on the lakefront and it was gorgeous. But as we were leaving, I saw out of the corner of my eye that same like floral pink shirt. This person just had like this beaming look on their face and they were just like standing in the corner watching us all go by mm. and go out. And we kind of made eye contact and you could just like feel this you physical know, Yeah, pull. you know it, yeah. And we just like didn't say anything to each other. They ran up to me. We just stood there for a second and then I was just like, you know, kind of gesturing with my arms out. And we just like hugged each other for a while. And it was just this moment of like, oh, you needed this and I needed you and here we yeah. were for each other. Mm -hmm. And that's just like everything that I love about drag. Yeah. So that's it was a really wonderful wow. experience. And uh, which of your favorite fart jokes uh, <laughs> was the most rewarding? I can't pick one. <laughs> uh... I mean, I have so many. I had my own theater company that went to off Broadway, and I've done been lucky to do movies and the variety show and singing with Debbie Harry on stage. Oh I mean, there's so oh, many. Wow, where was that? There was a squeeze box. I mean, we performed with everybody, and I mean, it was just that was so was wild. crazy fun time. So many, but the something that happened last year, and I can't remember, I think I was, again, I don't know why Pennsylvania keeps coming up. I was in Wilkes Bar, Pennsylvania, which is very rural. And I was doing a show, and this guy came up to me afterwards, and he was like, can I just say, my husband and I are, like, literally can't even pay our electric bills, and the mm -hmm. house is in um, foreclosure, and I'm not even kidding when I say I've thought about killing myself, and for 30 minutes, we laughed, and you made us forget. Oh, and I was like, that is literally yeah. why I do this. So yeah. that was like, okay. And not to be sappy or anything, I patted myself on the back. Just like, I was like, that's, I started being funny to escape getting beat up mm. and in high school. And now it's like, if I can make someone else happy, then great. Yeah, I'm, so I'm on the, I, always think about the escapism of it because it helps me escape the, you know, the world's trash. It's always been trash. It's especially trash right now with our president. You know, it's to me the greatest thing to, to just give people an hour and a half gift of like, leave it outside, sweetie. Bills are due. You probably shouldn't be out tonight. Who <laughs> fucking cares? Like escape in me. Yeah. And to me, I, I, it feels like something that I've always been able to give i just did a ton of theater and stuff and i i love that feeling it's like just here, let me help you let me help you let me prescribe you this for a little bit yeah yeah absolutely yeah the world's it's a gift that's what it is Ugh. that's totally what it is i'm loving that's why when i see gay people fighting i'm like in a gay bar i'm stop like it. queens yeah. come on i had to shut down pride these Fags were fighting in the front, and I said, "Everybody, look at them, <laughs> sweetie. I know. Look to your left. Look to your right. That person is on your side. Know your enemies. Know your enemies. Know your villains, sweetie. I said, turn to them. I made them shake hands and hug. I said, bitch, we are on the stage. And I said, everyone out there, look at the person next to you. They're on your side. I don't care what you do. You don't gotta touch them, but just know, <laughs> bitch, we're all here to get yeah. drunk." Stonewall happened, not so you could fight this person. <laughs> exactly. Like, get over yourself. Yeah, exactly. Um, also, we've been, I've been getting, this is, uh, I don't know, well, you know. Uh, uh, from this podcast, mm -hmm. we've been getting, like, we just got a little Instagram note, like, yesterday. That message from that teacher. Yeah, I've been getting, like, so many messages that I was like, oh, yeah, like, it's going to be cool because we're doing it. But, um, I mean, this is about to be our 10th, 11th episode. And we are getting some cool-ass feedback. Yeah. And so uh, thank you to everyone who listens. And it's, uh, yeah, like I said, I love to be escapism. And I love, you know, for some closeted kid in the middle of nowhere to listen and be like, bitch, the fags are out there. I want to be one of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's yeah. important. Like, without... I always like think about this aspect of why I started drag, too. Like, before I started doing drag, I had a boyfriend and we um, got in a car accident and he passed away. Oh, and so I was when like, was that? This was um, the year after I graduated high school. Wow. And we like, it was, we hydroplaned like off of the highway, back onto the highway, underneath of a semi truck. Oh and like God. the entire like back of the semi truck just ran over the car. And I saw it coming. So I like ducked and the cops said if like I wouldn't have ducked and like the wheels would have like snapped my neck. So, like, that's always, like, bizarre for me to think. Like, I was, like, a centimeter away from dying. And, like, so, like, obviously I was very depressed for a while. And then finding drag kind of helped give me something to, like, get, like, to 
channel all of that like darkness and that depression and everything and so I'm that's another rewarding thing that comes from drag is like being able to find that art that you can channel that like pain into to help you get rid of yeah. it and then to give somebody else somebody you know like you can do this too like if you have pain come watch my show or yeah. be, do drag or find whatever it is that takes that pain and turns it into something beautiful and since then I found my partner Gidget Von Adams who I've been with for six years and we get to do drag together every day and that's just very 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 beautiful to me yeah yeah it's like let's let's not be alone separately let's be alone together yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know absolutely Oh, that's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. I actually yeah. did not know that. Yeah, it happened a while ago. Wow. Wow. All right, well, on that high <laughs> note, no. <laughs> it's great. This is how we do it. No, seriously. I feel like every Insert episode I'm like, fart joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I believe that's uh, all we have for today. Um, thank you guys for being with us. I had so much fun with this episode. Yeah, this is great. Uh, Are these was... questions you guys came up with? Or people? No, no, they people. Yeah. 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 Really? Yeah. Oh my god, that's so All cool! All of the listeners. Oh, yes. awesome! I feel like at some point we should start giving credit for these because people are gonna think we came up with them. So and so in Wisconsin, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like it's like watch what happens live. You're like Andy Cohen, you made that up, you shady bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, okay, my name is T Rex. You can find me on uh, Instagram, uh, Twitter, T Rex in Chicago. Um, uh, what's coming up? I'm in drag matinee every Saturday. Voila, la. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Lucky Stiff. I'm Lucky.Stiff on Instagram, Lucky Stiff 2 on Twitter. And every third uh, Friday, I host Goddess at Berlin Nightclub with Cat's Ass. And I'll see um, y'all on the internets. I'm Discord Adams. You can find me everywhere at Discord Adams. That's Adams with two Ds. And um, every first Friday of the month, I have a rock and roll drag show with Wanda Screw at G-Man. And every other month, I have a punk show with uh, Feludes called Spit and Glitter at <laughs> Slippery Slope. I love that. Spit and glitter. glitter. That's good. Uh, Sherry Vine, Miss Sherry Vine on Instagram, Miss Sherry Vine on YouTube for all the videos, and SherryVine.com. I'm always on the road, so chances are I'm coming through your town. All right. Thank you guys for joining us. Thank, Thank you so for much. Having Thank us. you. Bye. Yeah. Let's get in drag. <laughs>